Many other conflicts and ethnic tensions in Myanmar deserve the world's attention as much as well as Rakhine. Well, we've been very supportive of the peace process here over the last five years, the whole time I've been here. Um, it's made some progress, and that's great, but obviously it's, it's facing some particular challenges now. I think it's a pity that people in the outside world don't understand the full context here, so that they, a lot of newspapers just focus on the kind, and actually there are some very difficult problems in other parts of the country as well, and they should be covered as well. But we haven't made that mistake, so we have been supporting the peace process as well as supporting uh, attempts to resolve the, the situation in, in Rakhine. And I hope that the discussions with the, with the different parties who have not signed the national ceasefire will be productive and that they will become part of the process and that, that the negotiation can, can go forward. I'm absolutely convinced that Dr. Aung San Suu Kyi wants to achieve peace and she wants to achieve a, a fair federal system. Uh, getting there is very complicated, but I'm, I'm convinced that, that that's what she wants to do and she's put a lot of energy into trying to achieve that. Mr. Patrick agreed that the peace process in Myanmar has slowed and expressed his concern about the recent heavy fighting happening in Kachin State. It's certainly not making fast progress. Uh, I, I'd hoped that we would see all of the groups involved by now, but obviously some major groups are still outside the process. I don't think it's for me to, to say who's to blame for that. We've been very concerned by the fighting, particularly in Kachin State, which has been very heavy, and uh, the army have certainly been, uh, particularly last year, were conducting major operations there, but of course the Kachin the KIA has also been conducting operations, so it's very hard for us to say. I think the main problem is that because of that fighting, the Kachin people don't trust the government in Naypyidaw, and so they don't trust the ceasefire, and they're very reluctant to, to sign up. And I can see that. I can see exactly why that is the case, and I've heard a lot of stories I've been to Kachin State several times. I've heard a lot of stories about the kind of problems that people have had because of the because of the fighting, and I can see why people feel suspicious. The problem is, in the long term, uh, it would be better for peace, and it would be easier to bring an end to the fighting if people were able to all come into a single agreement, and, and the Panglong Conference could go forward, involving everyone. I do understand why that isn't. That isn't happening. I understand why people are cautious. Important lessons must be learned from Myanmar's historic election in 2015. Mr. Patrick said, with Myanmar going to the polls again in just two years' time. Well, I thought it was an amazing election in 2015, given the history of the country, given the fact this was the first fully, well, it wasn't even fully democratic because the constitution, of course, still some problems with that. But Given where the country was, I thought it was a very, very high standard was achieved. I think a lot of people deserve thanks for that. I think the election commission performed a great role. It seemed to me that the major problem at the time was some worries about the, the voters list. And I think, um, I hope that some work is, is going on to try and make that whole process a bit easier for next time round. So I, I'm, I was worried that some people might have felt excluded 
by the, by the problems with the voters list. Actually, we got a very high turnout and people seem to have been able to express their vote freely and that's, that's what's important. The ambassador took the opportunity to praise former President Wu Ting-jeou for his difficult walk during the past two years and hopes his successor continue in the same way. Well, I, I, I happen to know uh, Wu Ting-jeou a bit before he became president. I haven't seen him much since he became president, but he's a, I think he's a, a wonderful man and I think he has carried off a very difficult job with great dignity and I'm pleased that he's now able to have some rest and uh, so I, I think he deserves a lot of thanks for, for what he's done. Um, I know the if, if indeed Win Mint is elected tomorrow, I, he's a very uh, respected leader as well uh, and I'm sure he will, he will be a very good president and um, we'll be, we mustn't anticipate, we mustn't uh, get ahead of what Parliament is going to decide. So I think we'd better discuss the new president when he's actually elected, uh, on, on, presumably on Wednesday. Said he didn't agree with reports this week that Duong San Suu Kyi could be nearing retirement, but insisted that Myanmar would one day have to survive without her. Well, she's played a central role in the democratic transition. And I think it's always important for leaders like her to look at the next generation, who's going to succeed her, how things are going to carry on. Certainly I don't think there will ever be anybody who can unite uh, the democratic forces quite as much as she does. So yes, things will be different as and when she decides to, to step down. I, my guess is that won't be very soon, but I don't know. Uh, and I hope she's able to stay for, for as long as she can, because I think if she stays, that that brings a strength to the to the country which would, wouldn't otherwise be there.